The button goes red when you switch it off. I'm very excited. Ooh. This this is like new technology. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like the old technology, but with light-up buttons. Mm-hmm. But they're like soft and squidgy buttons. It's like a Sinclair ZX Spectrum, but modern. I mean, you say that. I was going to suggest Fisher-Price. Well, there's that too. Mm. I mean, they are colourful. But you can't put triangles into square holes with this. You can't in Fisher-Price either. Do they, are they the ones that made the telephone that walked behind you on a bit of string? Probably. I, I never understood that. Exciting. I never understood why you want to take a telephone for a walk. Why, why does a telephone need wheels unless it's Gino's dialer pizza or the direct line mascot? I mean, I feel like you're asking about why do you take a telephone for a walk and you've forgotten that mobile phones exist. Well, I'm, I'm going back to the 80s here. This is a popular 80s Fisher-Price child's toy. Do you, do you not remember it? it had like a white handset and uh, sorry, a red handset and a white thing and it had a rotary dial on the front of it and a face and eyes. I was about to say, I remember the face. It was a very creepy face. Yeah. Wasn't as creepy as a rainbow doll, rainbow bright doll's face, but it was still a creepy face. I'm going to Google the Fisher Price phone to show Laura. I do remember the phone you're on about, but I have no answer. Yeah, that that creepy manifestation of evil childhood. It I think that's Toy- why I remember it. It was in Toy Story. The horror. Yeah, it was in Toy Story. Okay. I think it was in the first Toy oh, Story. Oh yeah. But but why did it have a string? I'm assuming that was supposed to represent the cable that plugged into the wall, but it was just... No. Have you seen those videos on YouTube where they give, like, Generation Z? I saw uh, that like in real life in, in a shop. <laughs> it <you>? was amazing. <laughs> the kid was like, how do you remember numbers? I was like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> he could not figure it out at all. It was the best. Well, this is what's happened with people now. It's like the co-processing of the human brain has now been co-opted to our phones. Yeah. It's like there's that much stuff going on in the world now. We can't store it all in our head. So that's why you have a mobile phone now. Do you remember any phone numbers from your childhood? Yes. Can I remember my mum's mobile number? No. (laughs) (laughs) I can remember my own phone number and that's it. I can remember the number of the public telephone box that used to be outside Virgin Megastores in Birmingham, because that would be the phone box where I'd wait for my friends to turn up into town, and if they were running late, their mothers would ring the phone box for one of the children nearby to say, they're on the way, they'll be there soon in 20 minutes. Do you remember when we actually had to arrange to meet people and actually be there on time, mm-hmm. and not just send a message saying, I'm going to be 45 minutes late, Mr. Keithleyville? <laughs> I can't manage to yeah. take a photo of this without you two in it. It's very disappointing. Do you want us to duck under the table? Uh, yes, because I want all the pretty lights. Right, Laura is taking a picture of a bear, if anybody's wondering yeah. what we're talking about. We haven't even started the podcast yet, have we? Like... Thanks. <laughs> oh, no, wait, Brian, you need to go back. Yeah, I'll if I go this side, no, is that you need better? Sorry, Lee. <laughs> My head is now in Lee's crotch. <laughs> Almost. Not well, quite there. <laughs> I was going to say, you could stop, but Lee might want... Ow. <laughs> We're uh, experimenting with new technology, hence the noise. Bas- Basil is literally hanging out. Yes. I think it's Laura's phone being next to the microphone. Okay. might be causing some sleep. Yeah. Is it the phone? I don't know. Anyway, we're testing out a new studio, which mm-hmm. is why we sound different to previous podcasts. Hello. 
Hello. Should actually really introduce the show, shouldn't I? We've been chatting waffle for four minutes so far. Well, we're waiting for someone, that's the problem. Who are we waiting for, Lee? Keith. I've been waiting for a very long time. Anybody remember that song? No, just me. <laughs> to see for yourselves one of the most amazing events. When is this great experiment for me? Impervious to heat, impossible to move. Is it human or inhuman? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It's time for the Geeky Drummy Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hello and welcome to the Geeky Drummy Podcast. Joining me today, Mr. Lee Price. Hello. Mrs. Laura Craven. Hi. And soon to be joining us on a bus somewhere, probably ranting at the ceiling whilst pulling a grumpy face, Mr. Keith Bluefield. Mm-hmm. So, as usual, it's been a while since we've been in the studio. So, um, Hold on a second. I think we've got a suitable sound for where Keith is. He needs some milk! No, not that one. <laughs> this is the other thing. So, this new studio we're using, there's some pre-recorded sound effects, which I would like to take you through all before Keith arrives. So, the first one was, as you've just heard, he needs some milk. There was a milk emergency yeah. prior to us being in this room. Again, I would like to point out, as a lactose intolerance, like we need some oat milk. Could be almond milk. It could be soy. There's been no definition of which type of milk it is. It's just milk of a general certain certain thing. Next, next sound along. It's, it's like the loud. just yeah. like the ghost of Calendanes. <laughs> Next up, bra, bra. I think that's bra, mm. bra, or bra. Yeah, I think it's that one. Bra, or a goat that suddenly wandered into the room. Bra, bra. <laughs> Could be a goat. Next up, the green button. <laughs> yes, it's like the ghost of Judge Jules is joining us. <laughs> Something serious has happened. It's the law and order sound effect if you don't want it. I might have to beep this next one. Yeah. Why the f you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my god. Stop fing lying. Available on iTunes, I assume. <laughs> Two more to go. The red button. Laura, what do you think the red button is? I don't know whether to admit that I already know. Well, it's got to be the choice of one or two. So which one do you think it is? It's the X-Files. It is the X-Files theme. And the last one. The Windows error sound. I mean, I would blink to that one personally. <laughs> I mean, if you hear that at any point during the recording, it's either Ryan hitting the button... Or there genuinely has been an error. Possibly, yes. Anyway, shall we get into one of our regular features? Lee, what have you been up to since we last recorded as it has been a little while? Well, okay. Um, well, at the moment, I am deep in the video mines for my channel, trying to create content for December, like, because someone had the crazy idea of, like, what if I had a video every day in December? Are you toiling away at 
rich content scenes, yes. aren't you? Yes. Are yeah. you doing Vlogmas? No, I'm not doing Vlogmas. I'm doing an advent calendar. Oh. Where it's a random game a day. Don't do Vlogmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of Vlogmas, but not. I, my life isn't nearly interesting enough to do Vlogmas. So. Neither are most of the people. <laughs> I was going to say, anybody who does Vlogmas <laughs> usually doesn't have an interesting life. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm taking a dog for a walk. <laughs> Hi guys, subscribe to my channel. <laughs> Don't forget to click the little bell notification icon. Otherwise the algorithm will screw me over. Mm. That algorithm. Yes. I got uh, claimed by, who was it I got claimed by the other day? Like, someone claiming, oh, it's, it's one of those big YouTubers. Yeah, Basically, copyright stroke. Yeah. I think it was like KSI, he, like, he changed his management team, so like, Every game he's ever played was getting content ID'd across YouTube. And so my entire Until Dawn playthrough got flagged. So he owns all of the computer games. <laughs> it's, it's, didn't Sony do this like last week as well with like all... Somebody's, somebody's basically composed a song. Sony believes that they have composed half a second of this song and then basically copyright strike every single video that uses this one song. Yeah, I think it was like one of the songs in the content library like, that you can the... use in the stock library and yes. it apparently has a sample. Yeah, and I think there's this one YouTuber who's got like over a million subscribers had a DMC take, DMCA takedown mm. on every single one of his videos and there's like over 400 videos and YouTube in their infinite wisdom only lets you dispute two at a time. I feel like this would be an appropriate time to tell people that we have a YouTube channel. We do channel. have a YouTube mm -hmm. channel, and we have some content coming up soon. We, we may also have some advent calendar yeah. style goodness. But not like League's advent calendar style goodness, where he's actually put time and effort into it. <laughs> you know, my question is going to be, will Theme Hospital feature? No. Because oh. I don't have that. It's on good old games for £1.79. I know. <laughs> you have no excuse <laughs> Did you actually download it when I sent you the link, Yes, Laura? yes, I did. <laughs> did many... I lose two nights to it? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I, I claim no responsibility for your own personal actions. I just pointed you the way. I'm just shaking my head here. It's, it's... How many hours were spent on bloaty head syndrome? It's, it's, just a, hopping it's a downward spiral. <laughs> Do you remember all the cheat codes? Cheat codes? Yeah. Cheat codes? What do you take me for? Everybody uses everybody use the cheat codes. Because your hospital always runs out of money within the first three months of opening. No, I'm very good at it. They just keep <laughs> wanting to poach me to bigger hospitals. I'm like, calm down. I quite like this one. Was it, was it Mr. Moneybags in Theme Hospital, which gave you like a million pounds to start with? It was one of them. Is it theme park or theme hospital? Yeah, good old bullfrog games. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to bullfrog games? Oh, they got EA bought, happened. Bought, yeah. They got yeah. bought by EA. It turned into a soulless husk. That's uh, Bioware's fate next. Yes, that's already happened by the state of Anthem. Mm -hmm. How much money do they spend on Anthem? Let's that's... make Mass Effect rubbish so we can have Anthem, and then Anthem's rubbish. Mm -hmm. Great plan there, Bioware. Let's spend, what is it, five years making this game, but only spend one year actually working on the game itself, and not yes. just concept art. Yeah. That's the story of Anthem. Laura is looking very confused. Mm -hmm. So, um, so basically, there was a It's alright, I'm choosing to, I'm pretty sure there's a good Charlotte song called Anthem, I'm just <laughs> sat here <laughs> reminiscing over... Sort of early noughties pop punk 
it's fine, carry yeah. on. To, to not go into it too much, Bioware made some amazing games like Knights of the Old Republic. They didn't make Knights of the Old Republic 2, that was Obsidian, who are now over the Outer Worlds. Mm. But, and then they moved into the Mass Effect series, which was very critically acclaimed. The first game was in Microsoft Game Studios, then EA bought them and took Mass Effect 2, which was already pretty much finished by the time EA bought them, I think. Mm-hmm. Then you had Mass Effect 3, which was meh. Yeah. And then they made Mass Effect Andromeda, which wasn't very good. In my head, EA games are the people that make the football. They are. Ones. They do EA Sports. Yeah. It's in the game. Yeah, they do the FIFA stuff every year as well. That's it. I think <laughs> the, I just the, the FIFA random loot box. Yes, the FIFA gambling simulator. Yes. So games aren't games anymore. Now you have to buy the game, and then spend. Four to five times the amount of money on the game to actually be able to play the game online if you want to play the game online with random random bits of things taken. My most current computer knowledge is Fortnite. That is it. Again, similar thing with Fortnite where you can get random, you can mm-hmm. buy skins which have no advantage in the game, but basically they just look pretty. They give you bragging rights. Or you can buy the, the dances, which are all ripped off everybody else's dances. Yes, like the Carlton dance, which you tried to sue them for. But you can't copyright a dance. No. You can copyright a dance, but it has to no, be dance move. Yes, yeah. it has to be distinctive enough, and not just one single dance move. That's what we learnt from the Carlton experience yeah. with Fortnite. And John Wick was in it. And Thanos. Yes, I remember the Thanos. And now there's season two. Oh, oh, quick! Keith. He needs some milk. Do we? <laughs> Hello. Hello, Mr. Bloomfield. How was your journey to Nightmarish. What, what was the what was the fault this time? Oh, I don't know. Hey. Are people are people warm enough? Yeah, do you want to turn the temperature are down? Are people warm if you enough? Yeah. As we bake in here. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> it's not a Mr. Tom today, though. Keith, no, Keith's usual favourite is a Mr. Tom. Yeah, but it's too noisy for um, school. <laughs> so, why instead have you got the second noisiest chocolate bar of all time? <laughs> the one with peanuts and fruit. It's alright, it's alright. It's super noisy. I needed sustenance. You have your own microphone and, and headphones. headphones. Yes. Yes. To, to recap, anybody who skipped the last 15 minutes of us chatting, Waffle. We're in a newish studio that we haven't used before, so it's quite fun. And the pop shields are a bit wobbly. A little bit wobbly. Oops. And I suppose best turn his microphone on now. Yeah. So he turned his headphones off and his microphone off because he was late. Hello. Hello. You alright? Does that sound okay? Yeah, you sound fine. I'm going to make a noise now. Live sound test. He needs some milk! <laughs> That's, that's fizz, loud. <laughs> fizzy milk there. Oh, and now we are actually in an ASMR video as Keith consumes his picnic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starving hungry. I haven't had nothing since like 11 o'clock. Just eat your picnic and I'll, and I'll mute the next 30 seconds. You'll just whisper very quietly. No, because I find that disturbing. <laughs> I'll just put some interstitial music in whilst Keith consumes his picnic. Intermission time. <laughs>
How is the picnic? Peanut tea. <laughs> does it does it also have sultanas in? Um, <laughs> thrilling content. <laughs> or is it raisins? What's the difference between a raisin and a sultana? I've never had this established. Letters. <laughs> One begins with F. No. no F. <laughs> Both score eight points on countdown. <laughs> Neither of them start with F. Where'd that come from? <laughs> F fruit for raisin. <laughs> Sorry. I'll lower the tone already. Yeah, here, two seconds. Oh, charger. That's it. That's the other thing I need to do. Right, I'm going to mute Keith for a little while. Laura, what have you been up to this week? Uh, well, it's it's not been much of this week. Yeah. Um, I have been stripping wallpaper mm-hmm. for a... And who is wallpaper? Is he your new friend? Or... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, it's performance art in Sturchley. That's, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. No, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> But what what decided to have the decoration? It was just bored of the wallpaper that. Uh, no, I've been stripping wallpaper for a friend's uh, top secret project, which will be announced as soon as I'm told I'm allowed to talk about it. Uh, top secret wallpaper stripping. Yes, it's very exciting. <laughs> Did you like have to like roll under like a roller blind or something with your stripper in hand? <laughs> to, like, just with my stripper in hand. <laughs> your wallpaper stripper. <laughs> My favourite stripper is a secret stripper. I'm assuming you're having to use a tool to strip this wallpaper. I mean, it's called a steamer, but yeah. <laughs> I thought you had like the little scrapery thing as well. Oh no, I just like phone up Destiny. She comes round and <laughs> <laughs> she uses her heels. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the little metal thingy thing. Scraper. The, the scraper, yes. Your scraper in hand. Scraper, stripper. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Makes eleven, Mike. Disagree. <laughs> There's a niche somewhere. I'm sure there will be some video somewhere of ladies stripping wallpaper. What in their pants? For, for a particular audience. Don't think anyone needs to see that. <laughs> no one needs to see it, but someone wants to see it. Yeah. Some, somebody will want to see that. Yeah. I'm not googling that because I don't want my ad words to be forever ruined. <laughs> Anything else you've been up to since you were last on air? Well, that was about 20 years ago. That so, was, uh, yes. In, in, in internet years, it's been like uh, an age of Brexit. Oh, fun and games. Uh, I, I went to Australia. Yeah. What did you do while you was in Australia? Uh, I spent three weeks running around after a toddler and watching a phenomenal amount of Peppa Pig. Mm-hmm. As you do when you go to Australia. Watch British cartoon series. I hate it. Does that just give you a flashback? Just PTSD. But Brian Blessed's in it, therefore it must automatically have some good points. No. Uh, My favourite character was Mr. Potato. (laughs) Or, as he pronounces it himself, Mr. Potato. Not licensed and crossing over with Hasbro's Mr. Potato Head, just to be very clear there. He's just a potato... Uh, but I'd like to recommend the Wiggles. Uh, I think the Wiggles need to come to the UK. They do. They've been on tours in the UK. No, I they... know that. I know this fact. This for a fact. The Wiggles have been on tour in the UK because my, one of my little nephews wanted to go. They were on Milkshake on Five really? way way back when my kids were little. More Milkshake. My kid. My kids have got class, so we were Charlie and Lola fans. 
So that was good. But the wheels Isn't are... it exactly the same team who make Charlie and Lowe that make Peppa Pig? No, people with no skills at all make Peppa Pig. I'd like to point out, though, that the Wiggles now have a female Wiggle who has revitalised things. Is she a Wigglette or is she a... No, she is Emma Wiggle. She is the yellow Wiggle. Uh, she has revitalised You it. make her sound like a Power Ranger. She is amazing. <laughs> we are big fans of Emma. Uh, Which Zord does Emma have? Uh, Emma wears bows in her hair. There's whole songs about this. Uh, it's called Bowtiful. It's amazing. Uh, I can go into the entire history of the Wiggles. This is something that I attempted to get my niece to watch instead. Because like the Wiggles had like a rotating lineup. Yes. It, yeah. It's it's a bit like the Fleetwood Mac of Wiggles. It started out with Peter Green's Wiggles, and now it's in like a, it's next generation of wiggle, Wiggleness. No, one of one of the the Wiggles is, there an, is an original Wiggles. Blue color. Wiggle, forgotten his name. Blue Wiggle. What's Blue that? Wiggle. <laughs> He's got the Tarceratops. <laughs> Wasn't there? Wasn't there inappropriate wiggling at some point? Is that why they weren't on our screens for a while? I'm sure there was. One of these tax, tax evasion wiggling. Yeah, one, of, one of these groups of middle-aged men playing instruments in similar coloured jumpers um, didn't were doing something bizarre. allegedly. Yeah, always allegedly, Keith. Remember the allegedly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a throwback to Rod, Jane, and Freddie. You know, really. It's like these things are never never trust a folky um, children's TV presenter. See, now I've just got flashbacks to that adult rainbow thing. <laughs> So the the one the one that disturbed me was actually the playbus episodes with excuse me as I mute Keith for his picnic <laughs> the playbus the playbus he had Wybird which was the most annoying character ever created for children's TV oh yeah and him. she she yeah, turned no, up no, every single no, Wybird was pretty damn close no. and then you had Dot the mime which was just there to give children nightmares why put a French mime on TV designed for toddlers? What what kind of meeting must have gone on at CBBC at that point? Look, we've got to instill trauma somehow <laughs> in children. You obviously never, you wasn't watching children's TV back in the 70s. I had mm. enough trauma with Wurzel Gummidge on repeat on CBBC. Cat Weasel? That was even worse. Hey, does anybody remember the animals of Farthing Wood? Oh, yes. God. Yeah, that is just trauma. That, that series is just like, this is to prepare you for small furry animals dying in your lifetime, children. There's, there's one episode where the owl kills one of the mice by accident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, like no. by accident, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and they have a trial. It's like, now you're convicted of manslaughter. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my Sorry, dislike mouse slaughter. of cars comes from the issue with the hedgehogs. Yeah, yeah. It's like deep-rooted. <laughs> I remember one episode of Wurzel Gummidge where he was set on fire as well, which is not good for a hay-based person. I suppose it didn't just go up completely. And... Yeah, and, and to, re- to return to Australia, round the twist. Mm. I have been to the lighthouse. That was another weird children's show. Very weird. It's brilliant. I read uh, some of the books as well that yeah. they were that show was based on. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Eerie Indiana? I knew yes. of it, but I didn't watch it. That, also brilliant. Also very traumatizing for small children. Uh, it's also on Twitter. Yeah. What what traumatizing children's TV shows did you have, Keith? Everything. <laughs> the clangers. <laughs> Hitskins was one. Yeah. With a kind of rancid puppet rabbit hair type thing that lived in some crazy person's. Um... See, we had Finger Mouse. Yeah. 
That, that was also quite weird. Laura's it. looking very weirdly at me. No, it was, I feel it, like anything called finger mass probably shouldn't be on TV before yeah. nine o'clock. It was finger bobs to start off with, and then it diverted into finger mouse yeah. in the second you had, season. You had nosy yeah. bonk on, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, that, no, that, nosy what? Nosy uh, bonk. Yeah, I mostly know about nosy bonkers of Ashens. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Just inserting nosy bonk into yeah, random video. You had lots of ghostly like stuff, so Chucky and Children of the Stone, and then we all watched kind of Sapphire and Steel and things like that. So it was all a bit weird. That is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, he'd go and sniff flowers. Uh, yeah, it was kind of spooky. It looks like the sort of thing you'd find in like an internet horror series these days. Yes, Slen- slender bonk. Yeah. Just the sort of thing that you that someone like some students would just have would film in some woods and have some glitchy effects over it. Yeah, and that's yeah. I'm, I'm surprised nobody's remixed that for the YouTube generation. So mm. I think there's enough scary things in real life for kids these days that they don't need anything else on TV. Yeah. Like daylights out of them. Anyway, to return to our original <laughs> topic of conversation, what was your best burger in Australia? Because I know you always rank your burgers when you go over. Um, I do. I have a list of all three visits. Um, well, see, this is where it gets difficult. Uh, so I think the best burger was Easy's, uh, which is in an old uh, train carriage. But I think consistently the best of all of the trips uh, is 8-Bit in Footscray, which is uh, like 8-Bit, like... Like 8-Bit computer. Yeah. Um, and the service is good. The burgers are good. The fries are good. They were okay with us bringing a toddler in, who also ate burgers um, and fries. And generally the place that I want to go back to every time. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, should anybody be listening from Australia that isn't my sister, yes. 8-Bit and Footscray is the place to go. Keith, what have you been up to since we last spoke to you? <laughs> the last episode was Leamington Comic Con. Oh, yeah, okay. What have I been doing since then? I stuff, you know, watching TV, watching TV that... I should be watching and not not watching TV that I shouldn't be watching. Um, um, you also haven't watched The Mandalorian like a lot of other British people who also have not watched The Mandalorian, you mean? I could neither confirm nor deny my watching of any TV show related to Mandalorians of any description. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've read a lot of comics. Uh, any highlights? No. I mean, if you don't... if, if you, Geeky Brimming listeners are not watching Keith's regular comic roundup videos on YouTube or checking out his new comic book day of the week post every Wednesday on geekybrimming.com. You can have a quick catch up there. Um, well, particular titles I'm liking yes. is uh, Wonder Twins out of um, Wonder Comics by um, mm-hmm. Mark Russell and Stephen Byrne. That's been consistently good. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, a lot of the young animal stuff, so Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. Doom Patrol series, Weight of the Worlds, has had a rolling um, artist's on it um, and that's been great because they've had some really good people and they recently did an issue with um, Mike Conrad and Becky Coolin that was okay. just awesome they brought back a, a character from Grand Morrison's run back in the kind of nice. 80s 90s um, but it ended with a particular panel that was just like that just sums up exactly why you read comics and it was just amazing um, that was really good um, there's um, they're doing a Fantastic Four grand design. They did the next Men one a couple of years ago. Not Kevin McLeod Lee. Not <laughs> grand design. Yeah, they're not building the Baxter building. <laughs> Kevin really McLeod is not in the back of the comic with a sandwich <laughs> showing how to pivot things. But could they? Like... I am just imagining like Wolverine like repapering a house. 
Well, he wouldn't need a stripper. Yeah. You know, he's he's, yeah. he's fully equipped yeah. by himself yeah. for removing <laughs> wallpaper. Could you just Cyclops imagine... like cutting trees down. No, <laughs> I'm I'm on the whole Fantastic Four because there's got to be some kind of like marital strife during these shows. <laughs> well, there's always a child that appears during Grand, grand Designs halfway through. The lady <laughs> yeah. miraculously gets pregnant for no reason. Like, I mean, Kev- there's kind of a reason. Well, Kevin MacLeod. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he is the one consistent thing about all these. Women get pregnant when Kevin MacLeod turns up. <laughs> it's like that terrible film, Good Luck Chuck, but with Good Luck Kevin. And it, it, is li- it is literally just spontaneous. It just happens. <laughs> Immaculate conception. Yeah. Uh... Saint MacLeod yeah. appears. <laughs> That's a terrible, terrible show, though. I find it what the... quite well, basically, yeah. the entire premise of the show is the guy wants to build a house. Kevin MacLeod says the house will be rubbish. Four years later on, and double the price, the house is finished. Then Kevin MacLeod returns and goes, "Yeah, it's all right." You see, it'd be much better if it was Connor MacLeod that went round, and if the house wasn't good enough, no. they were decapitated. <laughs> no, Fox MacLeod goes round in his R wing and blows the house up. <laughs> if he isn't, and then Slippy Toad just appears in the background, ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> Sounds, sounds ideal. Yeah, but there was an X-Men grand design that Ed Fisker <laughs> did the hip-hop histories book, comic book. And they're doing a Fantastic Four one, uh, which took me several things to read through because, my goodness, I thought the X-Men history was convoluted. Yeah. The Fantastic Four one is even worse. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't remember half of this stuff. Did they, did they insert the TV series where they replaced Johnny Storm because they were we haven't got children. We haven't got to a Herbie section yet. No. Herbie does turn up in the comics at some point. They are They do do a yes. little bit because obviously Flame On is yes. not child-friendly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot of good stuff around at the moment. It's quite, it's quite difficult. Some weeks are like, think, oh my gosh, there's too many good books out. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to cut down a little bit and pick up things that are really Have you filled all your long boxes up now? Have you... I've, got a st- I've got a snack next to the bed that's bagged and boardy but not sealed. And yeah. then there's another pile that's red and then there's another pile that's unread. But they haven't gone in another box yet, so I have to find some way of kind of making it look like the new box isn't new. <laughs> so it's like, no, that was there all along. Mandy, um, if you're listening, we do not condone this behaviour. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be quite obvious when the, the pile that, that is, disappears that's from the side of the bed that's like four foot yeah. tall at the moment. Uh, yeah, that's going to be quite noticeable. But yeah, storage, it's terrible. I should go digital, but uh, it's not the same. You don't get the feel, you don't get the, the joy of the fresh comic book smell. Yeah. It's, it's it's not yeah it's much nicer to, to have a real thing like like books yeah gotta have a, gotta have a physical thing gotta turn that page yeah. it's all good talking of I did pop into Nostalgia Comics and they have the Marvel eighty years Funko pops in at the minute and they have the original Human Torch yeah which yeah. is nothing to do with the Fantastic Four no it's, it's an really Android cool. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I want I'm looking at some of the kind they got Marvel Legends figures eighty year ones they got, yeah like, no, they have Marvel Marvel Legends because they haven't renamed them for the UK market. Mm. I know it's... <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, yeah, I can't buy toys. That's not good. No. Not this close to Christmas. How no. many Godzillas have you bought over the last six months? Haven't I bought any? Yeah. <laughs> no, I ha- I haven't bought any. Or, ha- or did I? No, I exchanged money to somebody else who bought them for me, <laughs> <laughs> which is not the same thing in, in terms of that. Yeah. When you say you exchange money with somebody, was that the shopkeeper? No, this was some, <laughs> this was an intermediate. This was a broker who was at a shop and bought it, and then I gave them money for buying it, which is quite good. 
No, I'm trying to say. I'm sure I was involved in the purchase. You were. It was the it was the Planet Godzilla um, little kind of uh, candy toy that they do, which is bizarre because you wonder why they do it because they they put a plastic toy in a box with a piece of really rank chewing gum. It's like why why bother with the candy? Isn't that just like the sticker albums of our youth, where you'd get a really rubbish chewing gum and four stickers of which one would be foil? But at least back then, you kind of you know the chewing gum was reasonably okay and of some some size this was like this was the size of a like a paracetamol tablet it's like, <laughs> so like a pez size chewing gum yeah but um, i'm trying to save instead for the godzilla criterion limited edition the is that Blu-rays. the one with a really funky pop art you cover it's each it's the first 15 or 16 movies and they've brought in a lot of the comic creators who have done godzilla comics over the years to do an illustration for each film and some of them are really good. They've got Art Adams doing one. they got Simon. I Banks loved how you casually that. dropped the first 15 or 16. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just wondering where these are going to be located. Well, it's it's quite, it's nicely packaged. It's not huge. I, well, I don't know. I've only seen it on the internet, so I have no idea what the scale is. I'm sure it's not Emily Bronte size. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's got to be at least big enough to contain a disc. Yeah. Um, so other than that, I don't really know. Well, I was looking at the new Marvel limited edition box set covering the entire Infinity Saga and the States and it's rubbish. Yeah. It is rubbish. It's just a box. It's like the first phase one collector's edition they had in the States had the little suitcase with the Infinity Cube in. And since then they've just put stuff into rubbish cardboard boxes. If I'm spending that much on 20 to 30 Blu-rays worth of stuff, I want a Thanos gauntlet or and Tony Stark's head, or something like that. What, decapitated <laughs> in the box? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> He's not using it. Just just give me something that looks proud on the shelf, like the Halo 4 Master Chief Special Edition miniature helmet that people tried to squeeze on their head on YouTube. Which <laughs> I think the market for kind of collectible stuff related to films has kind of bombed out, really. Outside of the people like Arrow or Criterion who are doing yeah. kind of bigger sets, but yeah. that's more aimed at kind of collector's market, so it's more kind of artwork or um, essays or other kind of bits and pieces so they're kind of like I, i'm not really a big fan of like tat included in things because uh-huh. obviously for one you can never put it on the shelf so true for me i i re-bought the marvels in the in the cinematic universe boxes just yeah. so i could get more on a shelf and not get in trouble when new videos came home <laughs> Um, so it didn't look like there was not when your lovely stuff. wife notices the gaps have all been filled. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's when when the when the stuff piled on top of piles, it's like what's that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know where that disc came from. It was there before. I'm sure this was a gift. Yeah, <laughs> Sp- Spider-Man: Far From Home. Oh, that dumpster came out ages ago. I don't remember that. That couldn't be this week. I think you mean this is Homecoming. They've just relabeled the box. <laughs> yeah, they all look the same. It's, it's the European release. They changed the title. Toby Maguire's in it, honestly. <laughs> See, now that I would love if they did Into the Spider-Verse and brought Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield back as characters in the next Into the Spider-Verse movie. What, like that one internet video? Yes. Where they've edited it and, and Toby Maguire just walks through the door. Yeah, that's how it should be. I'd really enjoy that. Sony, get on that now. Silence. <laughs> also stunned by that idea. I, I will play a random sound effect. <laughs> Which are really loud <laughs> as well. It's kind of like. Not any better. It's still very loud. What's that, 24 or something? Law and Order. Law and Order. That's when they always have like the interstitial bit. Oh, right. Is that like Jag? Yes. Or 
where it, says, like, or... where it says like Baltimore courtroom 10.30 a.m. <laughs> That's really irritating. <laughs> he needs some milk. This is a new toy that she <laughs> They put buttons in front of me. That's never a good sign. This is like a new version of those things that people would buy you for about four ninety nine from a thing that's got like half a dozen Simpsons <laughs> sayings or Family Guy sayings or something. Shall we do it? Uh-oh. I don't think we get a choice. It gives me my inner child. Look, do I need to get out my my phone and start the Smash Brothers soundboard I've got on there? Because I will do that. Enjoy that lovely bit of ASMR there, people. Do you think think there'd be money in doing bad ASMR? We're just coughing and sneezing. I've got nothing past the ASMR community. It sounds like just watching an episode of Vic and Bob at some point. (laughs) Oh, oh, father. Irano indeed, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the dove from above. I miss shooting stars. Apparently Vic and Bob are coming back for Vic's big night. Uh, the big night out special again for Christmas. Could. After Could. Bob Mortimer's been busy fishing with Paul Whitehouse. That that was a show that I was not expecting to be popular this year. Bob Mortimer and Phil Whitehouse go... Paul Whitehouse go fishing. So That's a good show, though. Uh, you know, if you're of a certain well, you age, like the detector- like... <laughs> you like the detectorist, so... Yeah, but the detectorist is good. That's a good show. I've not eaten yet. Don't put me down yet. <laughs> um, no, detectorist is a good show. That's about real life and real people. And the Paul, the Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer one's quite funny. It's like a, it's like the trip. Do you ever see the trip with um, Rob Ryden and Rob Ryden and Steve, Steve Coogan? So it's kind of like a more realistic version of that. You know, not, we can't all swan around Spain or wherever it is they go and eat fancy meals. They just go to the pub and have like whatever it is. And it's, it's really good. It's quite good. And got, obviously, they both suffered um, from like heart attacks and bypasses and all the rest of it. So it's quite good. You know, these people that you remember from your youth being kind of like close to the ground. So it just almost sounded like you're saying it's good that they've had heart attacks. <laughs> So to summarise this show, two men who've had heart attacks go to the pub, eat fish and chips, and then go fishing. Yeah, but they have to watch what they're eating because obviously, like you know, uh, they have fish and sa- fried fish and salad, do they? Sometimes Bob does. He has to. He has to watch what he's eating, so he has to eat healthy. In my head, this is them just going to a spoons and asking for a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Can they order from the app? Let's see. <laughs> oh, I've ordered four plates of peas by accident. <laughs> oh, think about it. What could you send them? You're just at home watching it. It could be like a live show. They've um, not thought this through, have they? Live stream where the spoons are ordering. Yeah. That, 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 that should be a competition sport, shouldn't it? I think so. That, like pe- members of the public send them food. And they have to try and consume it all. I have heard of someone doing this on Twitter. Like, they just said their table number at the spoons they were at. And then people were just sending random orders, drinks, food, everything. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a few people do that. Yeah. It's, who it's was not... paying for it? I think, the people who are sending them the food. Because if it's through the app, I would presume it would be paid for through the app. Yeah. But I'm sure you can get, like, a bowl of peas for 50p or something like that. Because one, one of the people I follow on Twitter had that happen to him. And after the 14th bowl of peas (laughs) the the chef at Weatherspoons come out and just said just whatever you're doing please stop (laughs) just please stop amazing (laughs) 
I mean, please don't waste food, but 14 bowls of beans. <laughs> Could you imagine just like the tickets coming off? I <laughs> <laughs> can imagine the chef getting really angry. It's amazing. I've worked in hospitality, so I can imagine directly. <laughs> I can see chefs that I've worked with, just their reactions to it. Just yeah. like after the third bowl of peas, I'm like, right, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> and then they just keep coming. They don't have enough microwaves it, to cope. It reminds me of that comedy sketch, I can't remember who it is, who basically went to a biker bar where they had one of those programmable juice boxes and did Tom Jones' What's New Pussycat 12 times. Amazing. <laughs> but what they did was put Delilah in there for after the fourth replay of What's New Pussycat? Because the thing with What's New Pussycat is when you listen to it, you can't tell the start and the end. It's just the same song. So after the third listen, you're probably going, this song's been on a while now. And the fourth one, you're like, right now this is ridiculous. Somebody is replaying that. And then Delilah comes in and you think you've moved on. And then What's Pussycat? <laughs> this comes in again. Again, we do not condone this behaviour, <laughs> but please send us a video if you are ever going to do that, especially in a biker bar. Do biker well, bars still exist? I assume so, somewhere in the States. I don't know. I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy, so I have no <laughs> idea. I, I did watch Sons of Anarchy, and then I moved over the road from a biker bar. It's not. It's definitely not the same. It's not the same as middle-aged men with the pot UK bellies. version. It's <laughs> definitely a lot to be desired. Not, not motorcycle owners clubs turning up with big beards and pot bellies hanging out their leather jackets, talking about how much torque they get on their vehicle. It's, it's yeah. I can imagine UK biker bars are like watching UK road trip movies. Yeah, I think mm. the the UK is not exactly the country for like you know. Riding your chopper for an hour or two. Well, I mean, nice. clearly you have not been down Sturchley High Street. <laughs> or not... watched any of the Hairy Bikers' long-running TV series. Yeah, but they go off somewhere else. At least they're clever enough to go, we're not staying in England, because this is like, <laughs> we've, we've gone somewhere and we've ended up in Twickenham or something. <laughs> or somewhere that looks exactly the same as the place we just left. I did watch the latest series where was on Route 66 and two Geordie chaps in the middle of Midwest America is hilarious when they're trying to explain anything <laughs> to them. You just watch the Americans just go, just shake their head in like complete. Is there a translator? Is this English? What? Hello. What? Here's a burger. Now shut up. Ryan, what have you been up to? I've bought a house. Well, I did buy a house the last time we recorded, but I'm actually like living in the house now. Or partially living in it. I mean, that limbo kind of world between Viz Mom and Dad's and the house where I kind of partially live at both, which means I have lots of stuff at one and lots of stuff at the other, and I have to keep track in my head of what's at one and what's at the other one. It's kind of weird. I love and that I... this podcast this year has been just the saga of you moving house. <laughs> it sounds like you bought a house in the same way I buy comics and books. I bought a house, I put it to one side for a bit, I didn't get round to it for a couple of months. <laughs> Uh, and then I've got, I've got a pile of houses, and I'll you know I'll, I'll get around to one of them at some point. Got a to live in pile. <laughs> yeah. to, to live in, to, to to kind of just put away for storage. Yeah, yeah, I started living in it, but you know. Mm. I, I told you the Skywalker saga has nothing on my house move. I think before recording this podcast, I started looking for a house. Mm. It, it's been a long time coming. Keith knows about my house troubles. Yeah. 
it's they've they're designed to cause us grief, especially if Kevin McLeod comes around the house. <laughs> He's not visited yet, which I'm grateful for. I think if you're not starting from scratch, you're all right. Kevin McLeod yes. doesn't come around, but if you're kind of redoing something, you end up with George Clark or somebody else. You know, if you're there, at, if you're there at the weekends during the day, yeah. you get some other rando that just comes around <laughs> going, "We'll do it in an hour. That's fine. Ninety minutes. We can we can restyle your house. It's great." That that show, sixty minute makeover, is a lie. I had a friend who worked as an editor on that show. That show is all a lie. I mean, I don't know what about it made you think it was telling the truth. <laughs> Basically, turn up three days before, pretty much do everything, and then like turn up and then go, "Oh look, we're just going to repaint." And then they just leave the job half finished and disappear mm -hmm. into the next house, apparently. I just like the idea of, like, property uh, presenters just roaming the country and just turning up at people's houses. Just, just, just looking for, just like Pokemon trainers. Just one day, just Kirsty and Phil are on your doorstep. <laughs> it's, you kind of wonder what would happen in a post-apocalyptic post world. Well, we like, all know in, they have In between it. cities, there's roaming hordes <laughs> of, of property makeover artists. Well, they all have particular areas because Jonty always has the southwest for like homes in the country. Where it's people like go, yes, I'm a spoon whittler and I have a million and five hundred thousand pounds to spend on a house. <laughs> Nobody's watched daytime TV apparently no. for a while. Look, the only the only presenters I know are Kirsty and Phil, and I mainly remember Phil Spencer because he has the same name as the head of the of Xbox. Yeah, Phil so, Spencer. Yes. Yeah, but Kirsty. Basically, what happens with that one is Kirsty goes into a house, goes, "Yes, this wall needs to be removed." And Phil's like, "Well, I've actually found a house they can live in." Like, no, Kirsty's <laughs> like, "No, you're buying this one and destroying this wall." Oh, is that that's their new show, isn't it? The one yeah. that's like, what is it like, Def it or buy it or whatever yeah. it is. I can't remember what it's called. It's got some good name. Yeah, yeah. I do like George Clark and his amazing spaces, though. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, no, he's all. Uh, yeah, at least George is is is, is all right. You know, it's a little bit more, He has but, uh, a soothing Geordie accent. Yeah, but I think these shows have a certain. When she watched them for a while, you just go, "Yeah, I'll have enough now." I know. No, apparently, I can watch every single at Homes in the Hammer episode on repeat, according to Vivian. Really? For forever, for eternity. I was unfortunately at home at lunchtime yesterday, waiting for the news, and Bargain Hunters was on. <laughs> Bargain Hunt, you mean. Bargain Hunters, Bargain Hunt, whatever it is. Anyway, which seems bizarre that they're in blue and red. On there. Some kind of pseudo thing going on there. But I, I I, really, really like it when they lose money. It's brilliant. That's the best thing about that show, is when they absolutely get tanked. Because you go, yeah, you can it's buy not, stuff. It's not their money, Keith, unfortunately. Yeah. But I can't it's understand BBC's, this. It's our money. It's BBC license. Yeah, but they only give them about 50p. <laughs> but I can't understand this idea of, like, the whole, like, surely the, the reason that this stuff's up for sale, and it's just a closed market, it's just people buying tap to sell again to other people who are going to sell it again. It's like the worst eBay. Wait until you get into Antrix's road trip, where they send two antique people in old cars around to their mates to buy stuff and still lose money. It's like, this is your job. This is your profession. You are awful at it. How do you have this job? You guys watch far too much TV. I'll tell you what yeah. is good, though. Repair shop. Oh, That's oh, quality. Oh, that, 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 is. That, that is ASMR for the eyes. That that's, is Repair that's, Shop. That's a good show. Yeah. Repair Shop, people bring their old tat. and they ASMR for the eyes. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it, Keith? <laughs> Don't bring me into this. I'm not defending you. It, it's watching stuff get delicately delicately repaired. It's very soothing. Except when that annoying 
chap with the flat cap turns up and goes, "What are you doing, eh?" <laughs> uh, just yeah, like the, the whole show is quite yeah. nice. It's 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 good. It's good because it's not about profit. It's not about profiteering. It's not like having. I don't think any of the shows it. you were mentioning before were about profit either. But people are in it because they think oh, I can I can buy this horrible China bulldog. And then turn it over at an auction for ten times the value because it's like it's a bulldog and Britain, Britain, yeah, everywhere I buy a bulldog. It's, it's, like, it's, it's more horrible. sentimental items which are not actually worth much. Yeah, much yeah people, time. people want them, and they genu- they seem genuinely invested in the fact that they, you know, it can be handed down to family member after family member. Yeah, I'll tell you one show that shouldn't exist: Money for Nothing. Just the title alone makes me think it's Dave Gorman picked up on this as his new TV series on Dave. But this is a show that me and Viv watched previously. It's basically an antiques restorer turns up at a municipal tip, whereas people are throwing away things. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I'll just throw away this chest of drawers and not notice the camera crew watching me unload my vehicle. <laughs> and then we'll get some poor... Restorer. Yeah, to work for God knows how many hours on yes. turning a... a, a I don't know something into a, something at once. It's, it's always a, a lamp. It's always yeah. a lamp. It's always a lamp. And then they go around the house with an iPad with some pictures on and go, "Yeah, we sold it. We made you twenty quid." <laughs> and then give them the twenty pounds. Yeah, and that is the show on the doorstep as well. It's like this is the world's worst kind of postcode lottery. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better about all the nonsense I watch on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should, that's why it exists. See, here's the, here's what gets me. I'm the one who isn't currently working, and I'm and. You're the ones watching this stuff. Hey, leave me out of this. <laughs> well, these two. I usually only ever see kind of like the first five minutes or mm. the last what ten mm. minutes because it's usually on before something else I want to watch. Mm. Well, you can get a full... like bargain hunt. No, bargain hunt's on before the news. So that's that's a that's a devious move. But, but you can get it. a full twenty four seven hour stream on Pluto TV of Homes and the Hammer. Hammer. They have a TV channel just for old episodes of Homes and the Hammer. And when they get to the end, so it sort of like how, again. sort of like how Dave exists for Top Gear. Yeah, basically. Okay. Though. But for just for Homes and the Hammer, no other shows. So for those people, just Homes and the Hammer TV who haven't got Disney Plus right now, they yes. could be watching Pluto TV instead. They could be watching Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, Riff Tracks, IGN TV, or the Homes and the Hammer channel. What's Riff Tracks? Riff Tracks is Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, but on the internet. On the internet. <laughs> basically well what you can do you've got like they do a lot of big budget movies but they'll just say you the track and you oh, have okay. to sync it up with your DVD but on this channel they have the rights to the film mm-hmm. and okay. they'll just replace the audio so it's basically you know Mystery Science Theater 3000 is just people being sarky whilst the film is on Griff Tracks is they replace the entire audio of the film with them being stupid okay so I think it's, it's just... one of the guys from Mystery Science Theater it is yeah. all of them yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the whole team it's cool. It's worth a watch. Pluto TV. It's free. Yeah, but I don't have I don't have Freeview. I have whatever Virgin decides I can it's watch. It's streaming service, so you can watch it. Oh, that, seems, that seems far too complicated. Or, to or you can watch The Descent of Man on Homes of the Hammer as the presenter gets further and further bolder. <laughs> His dress gets worse and worse, and he basically just turns into like a functioning alcoholic <laughs> on TV. Whilst watching this, it's just like this man has been doing this show for so long. You've seen like him age. And it's like <laughs> it's like watching Benjamin Button, but in reverse, as this young virile presenter just gets dragged Isn't down. Is Benjamin Button in reverse <laughs> just real life? All right, it's like watching it's watch watching the picture of Dorian Gray in the loft. This man just like 
goes from being like this young, fresh-faced BBC News, BBC TV presenter to after 15 years of looking at tatty houses. Just like all life has drained from him at this point. He's, he's disheveled. He's got a beard. He looks like he should have been just like taken out the back a long time ago. So what you're saying is he's made some sort of weird blood <laughs> pact and it's... Uh... Yes. It's affecting him rather dramatically. I think, I, I think now is the time for the red button. <laughs> yeah. Which one? The bottom one. Hey, it's better than the pink button, Keith. It's, it's definitely better. <laughs> yeah, I hear that noise a lot. Um, but whatever Why the f*** you lying? Why you always lying? Oh my God. Stop Where's the profanity in that <laughs> one? That's, there is, is bleak profanity in that one, yes. But however bad weekday television is, it's not as bad as Saturday morning television. When you're desperately looking for some kind of cartoon show to watch. It's Peppa Pig on. It probably is on five, but far too early for me now. Cause it's probably on at like five in the morning. I'll raise you Saturday evening television. No, Saturday evening television has got to be slightly what, better. You mean Danny Dyer's The Wall? But at least that's slightly better Where than Where an some... angry cockney shouts at people who have a random ball dropped into a slot that they have no control over. <laughs> Still sounds better than some random middle-aged white man forcing somebody to eat scallops live on TV. What, you mean I'm a celebrity, which is also... <laughs> no, whatever it is, like Saturday lunch bites or... See... All food, of, food bites your buttocks or whatever. All, it's all of this is why I just don't watch TV. Yeah, it's a, that's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, people, <laughs> Netflix and YouTube exist. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> See, the problem we have with Netflix, which a lot of people have the problem with Netflix, where you get Netflix paralysis when you switch it on, and you've got that much stuff in your my list to watch, you spend three hours flicking through there and not actually deciding what to watch. Except for The Good Place, which is really good. And if you've not seen it, go and watch it now. Um, I have to listen to the podcast. I did briefly have Now TV. Yes. Uh, and I may or may not have watched all of Chicago Fire. <laughs> six seasons that were on it. Uh, and then four seasons of Chicago Med. Is Chicago the Father one with uh, Bert, um, what's his face, Magnum P.I.'s moustache in a starring role? Tom Selleck. Yes. No, no that's Blue Blood. Oh, is that Blue Blood? Yeah. They're also about... Um, Chicago Fire has Billy from Neighbours. <laughs> Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell from Neighbours. <laughs> oh, he's from EastEnders, isn't he? <laughs> What's Billy from Neighbours doing? And he's Australian. What's he doing? He's an American firefighter in this show. He's an actor. They can. Have they got a Chicago accent, has he? <laughs> no, not really. He's just being Aussie. Good night, yeah. mate. I'm here to turn your forehead off. That was kind of more than that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of Mr. Continent there. I think that Mr. Planet. I've lived in the heat. That's what it is. But any, uh, yes, I bought a house. Oh, yeah, we were talking about you buying a house. Yeah, that's it. Yes. I've currently done minor alterations with taking down coving. It's the old plastery covering stuff, so it's really hard to take down. Well, Just put a full seal in him. That's cover it up. That's a bit awesome. Is that is that your solution to all those problems? Just yeah. put a full ceiling in. <laughs> is this geeky Brummy does grand designs? If it can't be cured by a bit of duct tape, don't bother. 
Well, this does seem to be the theme of this episode, is what are you watching on telly? <laughs> Which is not The Mandalorian. Legally, we have not been watching The Mandalorian. I mean, the thing is, I can actually say I haven't been watching The Mandalorian. I can also say that. Yeah. And me and Keith can also say we have not watched The Mandalorian. Oh, I can, I can easily say it, yeah. There's yes. not a problem. I have not watched The Mandalorian. Yeah, I can say it without needing to wink while saying it. I wasn't winking. <laughs> I have, I have, a, 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 have a lazy eye. I have a lazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched all of The Mandalorian. I haven't watched any of The Mandalorian. Allegedly. <laughs> well, you know, I just... Yeah, I've been watching terrible things you keep linking to, making me watch on YouTube that are not made any better by speeding them up to two speed. Coming from the person who put, let's remodel a Barbie home, but in a modern style into the group chat. You, it was you can't say anything. It was amazing. It's like those crafty channels where they always just use hot glue on everything. Oh, I've watched so many of those recently. Um Poundland haul videos where people do DIY with stuff that they've bought from Poundland. It's amazing. See, I just prefer to watch Big Clive, who's a big Scottish bloke who lives in the Isle of Man and takes apart electronics and then basically says how badly the world they are. It's quite interesting. Everybody's staring at me like this is not interesting. It's very interesting to well, watch. I know who Big Clive is because I know he was on an Ashens episode once. Yes. But... He's a big Scottish man with a very big beard who lives in the Isle of Man and takes apart stuff from Poundland. And says, "Look how bad that is." It's a, it's a, what? That, that wasn't proofing. That wasn't off my soundboard. No. <laughs> so it's a big Scottish. This is man. off my soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job. There's a desk separating. <laughs> yes, he's a big, big, very big Scottish man who always does a lighting at Edinburgh tattoo, but he's an electronics guy and he takes stuff apart. What kind of stuff does he take apart? Uh, mainly stuff from Poundland, mainly LED lights, mainly pink ones. That's a bit of a restrictive market. That you know, Poundland's not renowned you'd, for its electronics, is it? You'd be surprised. This man has thousands of videos of Poundland electronics. They like they like get a new ton of crap in every week, so he's happy. And this is like this is well, it's Christmas for him with the mm -hmm. Christmas lights. So they change the Christmas light supplier every year, mainly because probably the other ones caught fire or something. <laughs> I really recommend it. We should really watch some quality content. It's terrible, isn't it? We don't do a podcast for a couple of months and we all descend into watching the, whatever trash is on the television because we can't be watching to turn over. Can't uh, be well, whatever, I'm watching Disney. Oh, I, what I have watched and um, recently that is good on Netflix is The Toys That Made Us. Oh, that, I need to watch that. Season 3 is season just three, Season 3 is, yeah, it's got... This season has... Um, Starts with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, nice. moves on to Power Rangers, then goes on to My Little Pony, and finishes this season with WW, whatever letter they put at the end to e avoid yes. panda confusion. But that 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 like births some of my favourite mashup T-shirts, which is a general T-shirt where you have two pandas fighting in a wrestling ring <laughs> with just WWF. <laughs> what more could you want? They usually have makeup on that make them look like Kiss as well. What, like panda undertakers? Yes. <laughs> Holding a chair, usually. Excellent. Usually with pandemonium written below it. <laughs> Can you imagine how slow a funeral would be with panda undertakers? Like, they're already pretty slow, but like. <laughs> Stop off halfway to just chew on some bamboo. I mean, to be fair, I don't think I'd want the undertaker to be an undertaker either. <laughs> yeah. 
in any of his different formations. I mean, it takes him that long to put on his eye makeup. Yeah, I've never been. I've never really been a, outside of giant haystacks on the fans, <laughs> whatever it was, World of Sports. Were you, on were you at the front knitting with the nannies? Were you? No, no, it was only on the telly. I've never been to a wrestling match. I uh, do watch Glow. Glow's cool. One coming up at the Cabri Club. Uh, I, I think, think we might need an outing. I'll still take a pass. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Cadbury Club makes it sound like it's all purple inside. <laughs> if it's not, I'm going to throw a chair. <laughs> if they don't end up with a chocolate belt that they have to wear and see if they can get away with it before it melts. Yeah, they wrestle in the chocolate. No, don't. <laughs> I watched an episode of Glow recently where two of the two of the characters ended up mud wrestling. And I was kind of like sat there thinking, nope, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, however attractive the ladies are. It's See, like... we talked about special kinds of videos before that, Keith. Before <laughs> yeah. you arrived. But I just kind of thought, I don't... Where? How? It's like nine and a half weeks. Like, everybody went, oh, that's the most erotic scene in, in cinema history. And I'm thinking, people mushing food into each other. Like, oh, no, <laughs> We're back to ASMR, <laughs> aren't we? It's just horrible. Especially yeah. with Mickey Walk and that amount of work he had done as well. It's like, no. No, food is not erotic in my book. It's a, it's a necessity. You can't tart it up to make it erotic. And on that note, I think we'll finish the, this episode of Geeky Rowing. <laughs> Lee, where can we find you online? You can find me on YouTube at uh, Bob the Pet Ferret, and you can find me on Twitter at The Cheap Ferret. Laura, where can we find you online? I think you probably don't want to after this episode. Uh, you can find me on constantlycurious.co.uk, uh, and there's all the links on there. Keith, where can we find you not being eroticised by food? You can find me not being eroticised by food on uh, Twitter at geeky... No. <laughs> Confused.com um, Yeah, hardluck hotel... No. Hardluck underscore, hard underscore, underscore hotel on, on the Twitters. Twitters. Without the underscore. Everywhere else. Yeah, everywhere else. But just go to Geeky Rubby instead because my stuff just ends up there anyway. You can find me at Ryan Parish. I'm probably going on for the food stuff when it does restart, which will be at some point over the next few months. But when you rewatch Nine and a Half Weeks and you do a review of the food that was eaten, <laughs> is this actually tasty food or I is am, it just erotic food? Well, I am enjoying MasterChef The Professionals and occasionally tweeting along, so if I'm around, I'll, I'll do a few tweets. Mainly complaining about Greg Wallace and how a grocer has no impact on any kind of professional food show. And why didn't you do um, Junior Bake Off? It's too early in the day, and Harry Hill really annoys me. Were you, you too busy it? watching Bargain Hunt? Yes. And Homes Under the Hammer. Yeah. And George Clarkson. And, and Cash in the Attic. <laughs> and Flog It. But I was, and Dickinson's Real Deal. I saw a couple of episodes, Mad had them on, like, on repeat or later in the day, and I was like, these kids are better than the adults. So, yeah, it was pretty impressive. I think with the age of the Bake Off audience this year, Bake Off contestants this year, half of them should have been in Junior Bake Off. <laughs> Yeah, I also want to petition for the not sending people away every week thing. What they should do is they should have a certain number of episodes and people are scored for each thing they do and they have a cut-off halfway through where they get, get rid of some and they continue on again because it seems unfair that if you... Because the person who won it in the end, this year's Bake Off, it was like, okay, you were just good on the last episode, but it's not fair. But they I, have I, managed I... to survive last episode. Yeah, but then you just coach through. You've got to. You've just got to be better oh. than the worst person. I think it was consistency. He was never the top, but he was always like second every week. Which, yeah, which kind of does 
kind of like go against your point because he was consistently good enough to keep the. But I think they should have like a second kitchen where they just get sent to and then they just like do (laughs) fun cakes. We're back to talking about TV shows. (laughs) Yes, we are. I remember when we were going to finish this episode. Yes, but you can find us all at geekybrewery.com and on geekybrewery on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and at youtube.com forward slash a very long string where you just go into YouTube and type Geeky Brewery. Unless you subscribe and get us up to a hundred and then we can actually have it, and then, then we can make it easier for you to type it in. Yes, with one finger, especially yeah. on mobile devices. Yes, it's so much easier. And you can click the little bell notification when Keith does his comic roundup, and go basically Keith goes buy this comic. Yeah, and we've got some stuff coming. We've got an advent calendar unboxingy thing coming soon. So expect twenty-four videos of us just chatting the same things that we've done for the last hour. <laughs> But well, in video yeah. form. Hopefully, by the time we get around to that, we'll have found the George Clarkson Nathan Spaces advent calendar or the bargain <laughs> hunt advent calendar. The the Grand Designs advent calendar <laughs> where you get a miniature baby at the end of it. <laughs> 24 different versions of Kevin like McLeod. And then baby. It's going to say Hideo Kojima's advent calendar where you just get pictures of Norman Reedus every day with a crying face. <laughs> just imagine his version of, of, of Grand Designs. Is Yokojima's grand design? There would be a mech in there yeah. at some point for no apparent reason in the garage. Anyway, I thought we was going to end this episode. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.